Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Hello, this is In Conversations with Chana. I'm Chana Weisberg, editor of the Jewishwoman.org, and I'm here with a very special guest tonight uh, that we're interviewing. Her name is Rosie Grossbaum. Hi, Rosie. Hello. Okay, so Rosie is probably the youngest uh, person who I've interviewed in my In Conversations with Chana. And as if you've been watching, you know that all our conversations are with incredible people. And Rosie is just, I was just so blown away by hearing Rosie and hearing how she deals with her situation, her circumstances, and the maturity and the wisdom and perspective that she gives you know, sometimes it takes people a long time to gain a certain wisdom. It takes age. Usually with age, we gain wisdom. And yet Rosie is so young and yet so wise beyond her years. And I'm sure that you are going to love hearing from her as well. So hi, Rosie. <laughs> no pressure. Well, Rosie, thank you so much for joining us. This is again in Conversations with Hana, And we're so pleased to have you here with us. Rosie, can you tell us a little about yourself? Um, tell us what you what you are, what you do. Um, so I'm 17, and I'm in 12th grade, so senior year. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Dance. Um, That's I nice. like to stay active. Um, I don't know. Sounds People, good. I like to interact. I like to... Anything artsy, anything creative, and uh, different things like that. Basically, mostly dancing, though. That's where, <laughs> yeah. That sounds great. Um, so Rosie was actually diagnosed with a, a condition that's called cystic fibrosis. And tell us when you, this is a potentially life-threatening uh, condition. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little about what cystic fibrosis is? Um, so it's a genetic disease that I was diagnosed when I was, I think like, well, they knew when I was born that I had it, but like they like officially diagnosed me when I was two weeks old, I think. <laughs> um, I, I've had it my whole life, so I don't actually know when it was, but some people find out like later, usually within like the first few years. Um, it's a little complicated, like I don't fully get it, but um, the mucus in my lungs and different things like that is like pretty thick and stuff, so Bacteria likes to get stuck, um, which can cause me to get sick, um, which causes the lungs to deteriorate. So then they don't work as well. Um, but this, like the mucus also gets like in, in the pancreas and like different things like that. So like doesn't produce enzymes and different things. So like it's like the whole digestive tract and the lungs, basically all of it. Wow. Okay. So it's probably, there's like a, for sure, like a better, like actual... <laughs> medical way that you can describe it i i think you did great i think you did great you made us all understand it so i think you did amazing so you were diagnosed with that when you were young how has that affected your life like do you need to do any special therapies medicine treatments what what do you need to do yeah i do um respiratory therapy two times a day um, I basically put on this like vest that like goes like it shakes me, um, and I also have a nebulizer that um, clears my system and makes sure that nothing gets stuck. Because the problem is when like when mucus gets stuck, bacteria can also get stuck, and then when it gets stuck in dark places, it likes to grow and you know get comfortable. So that's what we try to avoid. And the vest like shakes it off and making sure that everything is moving and going through smoothly. 
uh, I have to take enzymes before I eat um, because my body can't produce those themselves. So I have to, you know, take it by mouth every time I eat anything with like fat or protein, uh, anything that's not like fluff. You know? <clears throat> um, I take other medicines. I have to take vitamin supplements, like you know, like like people get like vitamin D from like the sun or like different things like that. Like people take like you know like regular amounts. I have to take like a lot more because I have like a deficiency in that. Um, a lot of people with cystic fibrosis um, can get what's called CF. I don't know. It's like basically CF caused diabetes. I don't know what the actual scientific name is, but it's like not like type one or type two. It's like its own category. So I have to like make sure every few every year I have to take a glucose test to make sure that my numbers are in check. Hmm. Um, they actually recently came out with the new medicine called Trikafta. It used to be that there weren't really any cures or anything to keep the cystic fibrosis in check. So a lot of people would pass away really young. Uh, most people wouldn't make it into adulthood, but now they're making massive strides to, you know, helping people live longer and healthier. So this is a, that medicine was a really big breakthrough. Um, That's amazing. It, yeah, it like slows down the progression of the symptoms. I mean, it doesn't like, obviously it doesn't like cure it, but it helps keep things under control for the most part. Mm-hmm. Tries. Wow. Know. Wow. Do you know anyone who passed away when they were young? Like were any, any people yeah. who you were? And how did, how did that make you feel? Um, I didn't know them so personally, but it was like, whoa, like I saw them in person. I right. Wow. Um, but it, you, nowadays people like, you know, live a lot longer mm-hmm. uh, than like, you know, 20 and 30. But I, I don't know, they were guests in like a really um, interesting situation. It was, they were going through a really tough time. They had it like, they were always in the hospital and like, always like coming down with, different things and uh, yeah they were like very very young like 22 wow Wow. so how do you feel about taking all those therapies and all those medicines and all those things that you need to do um i don't mind doing it just a matter if i remember it or not okay (laughs) because a lot of times i get home and i'm exhausted because apparently i don't i haven't really experienced this i guess thank god but Apparently CF can make you really tired and it's only like hit like this week where I've been like, I'm going to bed on time. I'm waking up, I'm getting like seven to eight hours a night and yet I'm bombed, like right. exhausted. So you get home and you're like, oh my gosh, like, I cannot think of even getting up and doing it now. But mm. yeah. Right. And did you start dancing because of you wanted yeah. to be active? Is that part of? Yeah. Because my mother wanted to make sure, I started when I was three, my mother wanted to make sure that um, my like lungs were staying active because that's one of the best things that you can do. Like it seems kind of ironic because people with CF like seem like they don't have sh- like as strong lungs as everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super important that we stay active so that we can keep them as strong. And because the more you use it, the more the strong it gets. So a lot of people, there's actually like um, an organization that specifically like gives grants to people with cystic fibrosis so that they have like enough money to like exercise. Because mm-hmm. it's a massive um, factor in staying strong and healthy. Wow, interesting. So I, I was watching you. Um, you gave us talk, I think this past summer for High Lifeline, yeah. where you spoke to. There was a, a huge group. Like was it a thousand people? A crowd of a thousand people. Yeah, a lot and, of hundred men. I mean, sorry? it was like 
it was for the bikeathon. So there were like a bunch of riders, and then like a few of their family members came. So it was like fifteen hundred. Wow! Wow! A lot of people, That's and right. you spoke with such confidence that okay. I, it blew me away. And in front of this group, you said something about um, how the neshama within every Jew and the endless power each one has, despite our physical limitations. You spoke about the infinite power inside of us, how we're all a piece of Hashem. Literally, nothing can hold us back. How do you like feel about this when you go through a hardship? Like, how do you remember this? Um, I guess when you're told something times or when you think about it, it kind of just becomes the way that you see everything. It's not even the way that you see it. It's just the way you when you just have that way of thinking and the way of like looking at the world it kind of just that's how it like translates and doesn't even necessarily need to be in like you know like cf kinds of things because like thank god i'm doing pretty well and i haven't been in the hospital for a long time so it's more like regular everyday things that it's just like ugh, like that was super annoying or like wow i can't believe i messed up so bad and it's just like but wait just take a second and like just like keep yourself focused on who you actually are and all those kind of things it's not necessarily like has to be like math. These things can be applied even to like regular everyday things. So, so give I think- us, so give us a window into your your perspective. So something really lousy happens, or you're going through a real really difficult challenge, whether it's CF or anything in life. What do you what do you say to yourself, or what do you what what's your perspective that you want to share with us? Um, well, things in life don't just happen, and if they like. The way that I think of it, because a lot of times they're like, you're like anxious about things, you get stressed, and you're like, oh, I can't believe I didn't study enough, or I can't believe I made that decision, or what if I don't get in, or what if they don't like me, or what if I don't get accepted? And everything that, like, anything that's obviously you have to have, like, trust and belief that for the future, everything is going to work out just the way that we want it. And Hashem is obviously going to do it because he, you know, all that stuff about the talking. But for the things that happened, Things don't just happen. If it happened, it was obviously supposed to be that way. So if I didn't get the greatest mark on my test or if I didn't get accepted into that thing or whatever it is, it wouldn't have just happened by any chance. Obviously, Hashem wanted it that way, and that is the way that it has to be. And I think it's just, for me, it's a way of, like, letting go and, like, not, like, blaming myself for things that have happened because it's very easy to, like, blame yourself, wow, I, like, made such a bad mistake that time and like you feel so guilty about it where obviously you have to take responsibility and like make sure that you're not going like take the steps to make sure that you're going to try to be better from now on but you can't blame yourself for all those things because it's not going to help you move forward it happened if it wasn't supposed to happen it just never would have happened so it's just I guess a really big stress reliever for me to just know that I shouldn't be blaming myself for these things because it's the way that it's supposed to be otherwise it would not have been that way so I think it's very calming to be able wow. to. So it's just meant to be. Yeah, then- just the, and it's the best way that it should be. It's not only meant to be, it's anything that happens. I was actually, I was in like Tanya, like in, during the summer, I actually wrote it down like the day that, I don't remember what date it was, but I saved it because it was basically talking about how um, everything is created, yesh mayayim. Um, everything is created something from nothing. But the thing is, is that it's everything is created from Hashem. How can we say that everything is Yishmi Ayin from nothing? Um, and it was, Tanya was explaining, Valter was explaining that Ayin means from what we can't comprehend. It was, it's not understandable, which is basically Hashem's Chachma. And then the Altar continued to say that 
anything that comes from Hashem's Chachma is good. And it can Chachma only, means wisdom. So anything that comes from God's wisdom. Like that top, that like the highest level in Hashem's, you know, um, anything that comes from that part, anything that comes from Hashem's Chachma is good and it can only be good. Nothing bad can come from there. So if everything is created Yishmaiyan, then nothing in this world can be can be bad. Nothing can come from Hashem's Chachma as bad. And so that means anything that anything that's hard, any any of those things, they're all still come from Hashem's Chachma because everything comes from there. So it's just like a, it's like such a like a mind twist where you're like, whoa, like yeah, it doesn't take away from the fact that it's painful or hard, but it doesn't mean that it's bad. So it's, something could be painful or hard, but that's not bad. It comes from God, so it must be good. Yeah. Okay. That's that's pretty uh that's a pretty high level to to feel. Do you ever feel like do you ever feel angry at God? Like why did you do this to me? No. No. <laughs> why not? Pain is not really something that's ever avoidable. I mean, like no pain, no gain. Like that's the saying, the harder that you, like when you're at, when someone's at the gym or they're running, you if you're not feeling pain, that means that you're not your muscles aren't strengthening. Um so when you just but like even like when like you like when I look at it this way, like yeah, obviously I feel like a little bit of like like uncomfortability. But when I like rethink and like refocus, it's like wait, like it kind of like takes that pain. Like I think for me personally, I, I I'm like it's I feel like it's a hard thing like saying this like people who might have gone through like they're like so much harder. I don't know because like for me it feels like I haven't like it just feels like okay like it's like fine when I went through like it just didn't feel as painful just knowing that so like well i don't think everyone would think it's fine what you went through i mean you go through this condition on a daily basis and you just went through you just explained to us a lot of the treatments and the therapies that you go through so i don't think a lot of people would think that that's fine what you go through and yet you i guess i'm used to it at this point that i'm just like it's just part of part of life and it's just part of like being that unique you because you know, I have uh, part of CF is that it's also very hard to like maintain like um, like to like get calories and to um, and to like grow and to gain weight. So you have to have like a very high calorie diet and make sure that you're eating enough, and so you're getting the nutrients that you need. And they always monitor your weight to make sure that you're like staying steady because um, one of the signs of like not good lung function and an infection is weight loss that you just no matter how much you eat you just still losing weight because your body's fighting so hard to like fight off those infections so as a kid and and now i had a feeding tube so that i can get extra nutrients and like mm-hmm. as a kid like when I, I would go to ballet and wear the like leotard and I'm like what's that and the ballet teacher's like you can't ask her that and i used to like not like it i always wanted it out and i they didn't want it and i was like just take it out just take it out and then as i got older i'm like wait like this is so cool. It's so unique. Like most people don't just have like a hole in their stomach. Okay, it's not actually a hole, but like most people don't have these kind of things. Like I guess everything, I guess with everything in life, when you just change the way that you look at these things, it completely changes the way that you feel about them. So now it's like, no, you can't take it out. Like it's special. Like you have to keep it in there. So I guess that, that it can be with everything. When you, so just, you could take any challenge that you have and just reframe it and say, this is what makes me unique. And this is what makes me special that God has given me this challenge. Like your feeding tube has become something special to you. Yeah. And like the white hair, like I could take and say, 
oh, I hate it. It's something that I love. I want to change. You know, it's like anything. Obviously, you don't like. Obviously, we ask Hashem to like stop because like some things are enough. But you know, looking back, I would never have asked for anything to change. I wouldn't have asked for it any other way. Wow. Do you ever ask for Hashem to change things around? Um, I kind of just asked for like, you know, me personally, I'm just like, it doesn't necessarily bother me yet <laughs> that I have CF because I'm like, I'm like, thank God I'm doing well. and like, I don't necessarily feel it. Um, but I feel like, you know, like when I see other people who are going through something hard, I kind of ask for, you know, for them because I just, when it's something that you're going through, I feel like for me personally, like, let's say like with COVID, right? I like, obviously my mother did not want me to get COVID and obviously I didn't want to because we didn't know how like, you know, lungs and everything, you know, really want to play around. But like, I was more worried for like my great grandmother if she would go for big at COVID. Maybe it's just like, me thing, but I feel like I get more like worried and feel more like scared for like people because I guess I'm just used to it and kind mm-hmm. of okay with it. Um, So like, if I'm asking Hashem for anything, it's more like for like, you know, that people should be okay or that certain situation just because, like, I don't feel like it's, like, you know, something that, like, I would complain about. Wow. Wow. So you have such compassion for other people, um, for what they're going through, and yet you never feel that way about yourself. You never feel like your hardships. You just kind of take it in stride. I mean, like, thank God I haven't been... I mean, I don't think I've been tested, like, you know, too hard, thank God, yet. Um, like, Baruch Hashem, the last time I was in the hospital when I was nine was when I was nine, and now I'm 17. So, Baruch Hashem, wow. that. Um, How long were you in the hospital for? Two weeks. Two weeks. And what was that like? Honestly, I remember it being fun. <laughs> okay. But they did a really good job entertaining me. But at the same time, I do remember them coming in to like take blood work or something and I remember like the before asking asking my mother if the time before that was going to be the last time they were coming to take blood work and my mother's like yeah for sure last time and they came back in I'm like but you said they weren't gonna come in again oh, so, like, I... even though I have like very fond memories of like them making it fun and, and like because like that's they have like special jobs for that now like making sure that the kids you know, are entertained and they have people visiting them and they have like, you know, things for them to do. So it just makes the experience a lot more pleasant. But there, I, I, you know, I don't remember it so well. There were for sure times where I was like, I don't like this. Yeah, for sure. Wow. But that was when you're nine years old. Yeah. Or eight. I think I was turning. Have you always had such a positive attitude? Like what, what helps you to have such a positive outlook? Um, I, I mean, like I was born on period. <laughs> My name is, Frida. I think it's kind of like been like programmed in me since I was a kid, but as a kid, I never really realized any like severity of any of the situation. Like I never really like, heard about anybody who had it. Like, I knew in theory, yeah, people had it, but I didn't know like the dangers of it because my, a lot of times in the past, what would happen is the doctors would come in and they tell the parents, so your child has like 20 years to live, 30 years. And then that parent the parents were like, pass that message on to their children. Like when I was born, my doctors were like, we're going to help you keep your child as healthy and healthy and strong. And we're going to make sure that she lives until adulthood. I don't know what they told them, but basically 
they had like a very like positive attitude also they're like we're, we're our job is to keep you healthy and to keep you as strong as possible it was never like we're putting a time limit on you know to start the clock now this is how much you have left I hear like a lot of like people speaking from when they're like now they're like 30 or 40 and you hear the doctors were like so your kid has like you know 20 more years like that was their attitude towards it and I think my doctors came with a very good attitude which kind of translated to my parents which translated to me which just like keeps like the whole outlook so I never really understood as a kid that there was such a thing as like you know people with cystic fibrosis passing away young I was just like yeah whatever it's just part of life you know and mm-hmm. then and then as I got older I kind of heard more <laughs> looked up things I probably shouldn't have it wasn't so bad but like other people like talking about cystic fibrosis and I was like whoa I not <laughs> I, I always heard in my head but I never was like oh wow like oh maybe it is something but you know like Baruch Hashem I'm and how did you feel when you found out how how severe it is or how, how... Like, oh that's cool <laughs> like <laughs> we're unique <laughs> it wasn't like because like, it was like far from me so I was like it's okay we'll be okay Hashem will keep us safe and keep me protected that's amazing I love your attitude. I love your spirit. It's just so amazing to hear. You know, I, and I don't necessarily have the same attitude. I'm like, I wish I could just pass it on. But like, you know, it's it's a lot of like a more stressless way to go through everything. So stress. Do you wish you could pass on what? The stressless attitude? Yeah. Like just the, it's okay. You know? It's okay. Are you like that with everything? Is that your attitude about like in life in general? I life in general, but there times I get a little bit. What's the word? Um. Um. What's the word? Stressed. No, like we gotta do it this way. Oh, <laughs> but, there you um, go. Not convincing, but I like to. Um. You like to do things. I, I'm sorry for a second. We're here with Rosie Grossman, and I'm just blown away by her attitude. Sorry, go ahead, Rosie. I'm sorry, my brothers came down and we're making no worries. Um, I no, like I like I like to like make sure that things are done right and. Mm-hmm. I forgot what the, not opinionated, but I don't know what the word is. But so, yeah, I like, I like to be like a little carefree, but then sometimes I'm like, God, we got to make sure it's done right. You know, like that kind of attitude. Right. But it's, so you, you don't seem like you like that with others though. You seem like you're very tolerant to others. I try to be, I, I really do. Right. Amazing. Wow. Well, so. Do you ever get do you ever get anxious? Do you ever get, do you have anxiety ever about anything? Usually about tests and quizzes. Yes. <laughs> and how do you have- <laughs> I, I failed. I screwed it so bad. And I'm like, Rosie, okay. <laughs> Take a breather. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, I, you also spoke, you said, when you spoke, and I, I want to quote you, because I also thought this was just so beautiful. You said, in life, the only thing that lasts forever are positive things that we have done for ourselves and for others. Godliness is the only thing that lasts forever. Can you elaborate on that? I really like that. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> yeah, I can. 
Cause a lot of times, me personally, I, I get, I used to get like very stuck on the things that I like made mistakes in on the past. Like, wow, I was not very nice to her, or I messed up big time, or I did this, I did that, and I learned from them, and I try to be better from them, but I still like get stuck and. Even anything else, like you just like I got stuck in it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe I did that, like, and like I'm such a ter- like not I didn't say I'm such a terrible person, but I kind of felt like I'm such a terrible person, you know, like I can't believe like like me Rosie could have messed up like that, and then when you actually think about it, really the only thing that does last is Kedusha because the only reason that there is such a concept of Kedusha death meaning holiness. Go ahead, yeah. yeah. The only reason that there is a concept of death in the world is that the, like the like the klipa and the things that are negative are things that can't last forever. The, the, the neshama, the soul is what like lives on forever. And what, and so the things that you do, the, the holiness and the godliness and the kindness that you do for other people and for the world at large and whatever, all those things is the only thing that actually lasts. Hmm. So you're going to look at it in the, in the, you know, in the long run, uh, yes, I might have slipped up. Yes, I might have really messed up big time. But you you learn from it, and that's not going to last forever. Those things don't last. Mm. That's not the part of you that that will continue on. Right. Absolutely. Wow. Um, you you also said when we can align our mindset in a godly way, we can see that everything is good. God gave me whatever he gave me because he believes in me and loves me. How do you, uh, how do you see that? I think it's kind of, I, I was for is that it's just when you, when you take all these things that you learn, so many girls in my class and so many girls in school, they're like, yeah, but how do you make it practical? And I always want to sit them down and say, guys, the only way it's ever going to be practical is for you to find a way yourself. A teacher can't tell you. Nobody can tell you how you can make it practical because the way that it's going to affect your life is the only only you can figure that out. So for me, I actually figured out that when I speak about Hasidus and all these things, that's when it really becomes so like engraved in my mind that it's something that I lived through. And that when that happens, that's when you just see the world like that. That's what everything is like that. So anything that happens, like as we were saying before, you just see it in that way, through that light. And everything kind of just falls into place when you can see it that way. So it's been Hasidic teachings has been formulating your, your perspective on life. Is that what you're saying? 100%. <laughs> 100%. Wow. And that's what's given you such a positive outlook and such an outlook that everything is is for the good. Yeah, for sure. What's your favorite Hasidic teaching? Or idea or thought? Sure, I like to like mix it because, I mean, the first of all, the concept of that there's nothing but Hashem is just massive because that means that every person that you meet Anything that happens is all just the one Hashem. It's all just Hashem, which means it's absolute goodness. So even if there are people who rub you the wrong way or things that happen, those are all still just complete goodness. Just sometimes we just can't see it that way because they're from such a high source. So that itself is just like, boom, just like realize that everything is just the one Hashem. And then the fact that everything happens, the Ashkacha Pratis, that everything happens by like Hashem's specific 
guidance and watch is also just incredible because things don't just happen to you because oh she was spacing out and boom now this person is sick god forbid or you know that i got cf or that i did this or that i got that on my test or you know that i got this pair of shoes like things like that don't just happen so it's just incredible to like obviously have to take responsibility for the actions that we might have not you know you know things that we have to grow from but we just look back it's just you know just the it's all it's everything which is all divine the, providence it's all from god which i guess goes intertwined with that there's nothing but him it's just <laughs> Because even when we do slip up, just to like look at it that way, as we're all still a piece of Hashem, like that mistake, that thing doesn't take away from that fact, which is so cool, I think. <laughs> and I think that's amazing. Look at it. You also don't see yourself as lim limited because you, you said something about having that soul. And when you have a soul, it's it's unlimited. Yeah, you know, when well, you have held back by all those things that they can and can't do. Like, you know, like, See, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't have an example, but you know, everybody feels like held back by things that they can and can't do, and just to realize that you're much more things that are trying to stop you. You just have, you can just like raise above it and just raise beyond it and become such a special and amazing person, regardless of those. Like you have you use your abilities and your talents to be able to just go higher and higher. Because hmm. the thing you can't do is not what matters. It's what you can do and add to the world that is so powerful. Wow. And you can do that with your unique self because of your, your challenges. You look at yourself as very unique rather than challenged. Yeah, for sure. Like that feeding tube. It's, it's like, wow, it's unique, right? Yeah. <laughs> like you said. Imagine life without it. Like what would be <laughs> Dang, it would just be a plain old stomach. <laughs> wow. Wow. Rosie, any 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 th thoughts on what your plans are for the future or any dreams or hopes that you wish you have? Um, I've a lot of people ask that. Where are you going to seminary? What <laughs> do you do as a job? And I'm like, I have absolutely no clue. <laughs> wow. But I want to, you know, make an impact. I want, you know leave like you know an imprint um, an imprint on this world but i first think a really innovative idea before i can go do that you know i don't know how some of these people you know like like khan academy like who thought we're gonna take every single subject and then we're gonna explain every single subject now every single kid who has any question can come and boom learn it right there who thought of that <laughs> like that is a massive idea and it's nope. changed the like face of everything like any of these big projects i'm like whoa who's the mind behind that like i wish i had a mind like that. i, I think you should talk about like ideas in, in hasidus i think that you're amazing with like conveying how you can live practically these ideas thank you <laughs> i think you'd be amazing with that <laughs> wow rosie how many how many children are in your family four can i have four. and and your parents have this positive perspective as well? I mean, I had to get it from somewhere. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, is there something that you're looking forward to in the near future? Mm -hmm. Nothing. 
specific. Um, every day you bring something new. So, wow. I, I actually have, I don't know. So when you go through a, like a difficulty and you're going through your, you know, some kind of treatment or something, you tell yourself what? Okay. It's okay. It'll be okay. It's cool. like, well, Not only is it okay, it's cool. Wow. wow. Yeah, <laughs> and if it hurts and if it's painful, you tell yourself that? Look at you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's like, wow. Amazing. Wow. Thank you so much, Rosie. I'm joined with by Rosie Grossbaum, who is, how old are you? 17 years old? Yeah. And Rosie, I can't wait to interview you in another, I don't know how many years, because the wisdom that you have at a seven, as a 17-year-old is incredible. And I think that you have so much to share with the world on how to look at things, how to look at, how to find perspective, how to look at life and the maturity that you give to uh, to us today is really can be life-changing your perspective is unbelievable i just wish that you stay healthy and well and continue growing in all ways and um really uh thank you so much for joining us tonight and for sharing your perspective i think it's a perspective that all of us can um can try to do so the next time something happens, just say, it's okay, right? And not only is it okay, but Rosie says, it's actually a good thing. It's a gift. It makes you different. It makes you unique. I love that. The entire time. He doesn't, he doesn't leave. He doesn't have other places to go. This is where he is, specifically, because yeah. he wants you. So. And if God wants you, then if God is good. It's everything that does, God does is good, so it's got to be good. And even if it feels painful, then it's still... Still, still Hashem. Still God. Okay. It's like the story of like the father and the boy and they're walking on the beach and they see the footprints and all of a sudden there's only one. And the little boy's like, where did he go? Like, how did it look? The father left. And he's like, no, the father is carrying him on his shoulders. Right. And you feel God carrying you on his shoulders. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for joining us, Rosie. Good, good luck with the next test. Stay healthy and well, and keep up that amazing spirit and perspective on life. Thank you, Thank you so much.